The Hitchcock classic Psycho has received so many complex analyses and ideological spins that it's hard to reconstruct the original delightful horror that initially made it so special. Those of us who saw it in the 1960s remember something very different from the critics' musings on patriarchal hierarchies and male gazes. It's easy to forget that Hitchcock conceived Psycho as a high-end variation on a low-end genre, a shocker that would enable him to direct the audience for maximum thrills and box office. Moviegoers were eager to be directed, lining up in record numbers, ignoring the pious outrage of critics who denounced both the movie and its director, many claiming he had harmed his reputation irreparably. With Psycho, Hitchcock again accurately took the pulse of the American public, which was imbibing the tacky thrills of American international double features and Roger Corman schlock. Part of the magic was that audiences were not allowed into the theater after the movie started. Unlike today, when we pick apart and dissect any scene we want on video or DVD, Psycho, including its deftly structured score, had to be experienced from start to finish in a dark theater on a big screen. The moment the music started with its slashing dissonance and manic pulse, audiences knew they were in for a stomach-churning roller coaster ride they could not get off unless they left the theater. Words of Jack Sullivan from his study, Hitchcock's Music. If we've never seen Psycho in the theater, we're invited to experience the roller coaster ride that is Psycho as part of the Sunday Classic Movies series at the Milford Theater in Pike County. On January 22nd, it is Psycho, hosted and introduced by John DeLeo. John has been a contributing book reviewer for the Washington Post and recently completed a four-year stint as a regular on the Arlene Bynan radio show in Toronto on Sirius XM. John frequently hosts classic film series, appears on assorted radio programs, conducts film history seminars, and has been an annual participant in the Black Bear Film Festival in the Poconos, where he has interviewed Farley Granger, Arlie Dahl, Marge Champion, Jane Powell, Jane Alexander, and more on the festival's stage. John DeLeo is the author of seven books about movies. Most recently, there are no small parts, 100 outstanding film performances with screen time of 10 minutes or less. We had a chance to speak by phone with John about his love for film and what's ahead at the Milford Theater. You and I first met when my book number seven came out last year, and that one's called There Are No Small Parts, 100 Outstanding Film Performances with Screen Time of 10 Minutes or Less, which was great fun to do. It starts in the 1930s and goes up to the present. And you know, every once in a while, one of the films I'm screening is one of the films in the book, so I get to tell the audience to pay specific attention to some small role under 10 minutes long and uh, appreciate it for all it's worth. So that's great. My first book came out, uh, gosh, it was 1999. It's my quiz book called And You Thought You Knew Classic Movies. And that was the one that kind of gave me the uh, confidence to write, actually, about the movies, my opinions, the history 
all kinds of things I wanted to share. And so from there, like I said, I got to last year's number seven, and I'm currently working on number eight. I'm about not even a quarter of the way, but without revealing too much, I'm just calling it my Oscars book, which will either come out uh, the end of 24 or the beginning of 25. So you have been in the Milford area, and you all have a wonderful theater there. And you and the Milford Theater partner, and you have been doing these screenings for a while. What's the history? Well, when the theater was renovated and they hired a new artistic director, I was happy to be contacted, you know, with the idea of me doing my thing, which would be to introduce classic movies and hold discussions after, after the films. And they gave me a Sunday afternoon slot at 4 o'clock, which has been pretty set. And it began on Halloween of 2021 when I introduced Invasion of the Body Snatchers from 1956. And then we went all the way through 2022. I had a couple of weeks off when they were doing live shows. (laughs) But I was there a lot of Sundays. And one of the things we did was last January was an Alfred Hitchcock month. And that was so popular that that's what we're in the midst of right now. And so it's often a thematic month, you know, a musicals month or an Oscars month or a comedies month. Not always necessarily, but it is kind of fun because it makes it feel there's some kind of unity to what's going on. And if you come to all four, it is almost like taking a class, but a really fun one, I I swear. (laughs) This is January. Alfred Hitchcock, what have you got in store? Well, on January 22nd, uh, we have Psycho, and on January 29th, we have The Birds, two of his biggest, most popular, most revered of his later works. We began this season with Rear Window. Last year, we showed uh, three black and white ones from the 40s and early 50s, and we finished that season with North by Northwest. And I'm happy to say there's enough Hitchcock classics. We can keep doing this for several years without repeating But then by then, it'll be great to repeat because people will want to see them again or the ones they missed, of course. Not to tip your hand and not to spoil things, (laughs) but for example, what might you want us to pay attention to in Psycho? Well, mostly what I do, I, I don't like to talk about anything that happens in the movie, a meaning plot-wise or my impressions of it. My favorite thing to do in the introductions is to give you where these people were in their careers when this was happening. Where, what Alfred Hitchcock had just done, where, where was he going, Janet Lee, Tony Perkins, go down the cast list, how popular the movie was, just to give you a sense of what happened when the movie came out and of sort of about, like I said, where the careers were on the ups, on the downs, at the peaks. And then I save, I guess, more of the other stuff for when the movie's over, we've all experienced it together, we all have our impressions, talk about the plot, talk about the themes, talk about why did this happen, or what did you think that was, and so then it kind of loosens up, because sometimes, you know, I don't want to impose too much on the audience and, you know, reveal too much of what I'm actually thinking, but then, like I said, it becomes a real conversation, and that can go as long as people want it to sometimes. People are a little shy about asking questions, and then as soon as someone does it, then it just sort of opens it all up. This is the umpteenth time you've seen Psycho, but still with a master like Hitchcock, you might notice something new? Absolutely. And, you know, one of the reasons for that, and not just for me, for basically everyone there, is most of us haven't seen these movies on the big screen, or if we did, it was a very long time ago. 
and you do just actually see things you didn't see, details in the background or the, the visual beauty of something that you thought on TV looked okay and suddenly it's gorgeous in the theater on the big screen. So it can be kind of a revelation very often, I think, to see these. Again, not only the visual aspect, but just in their entirety, because so often people stumble on something at home, and it's sort of, oh, I love that. I always come in in the last 15 minutes. I wonder what else happens in this movie. Sometimes things aren't so readily available. So to give the movie your full attention on a big screen, ideal circumstances, the communal experience of seeing it with friends, family, strangers, laughing together, being scared together, uh, sniffling together. I mean, it's just the, the movie experience, what it has always been at its peak, as it was meant to be, and we don't often get to do it with these older films. And uh, like I said, the beauty of black and white uh, on a big screen, it, it, it's often quite different than just seeing something on television. It's very exciting because you have something special planned for the birds. So tell us about that. Well, after last year's North by Northwest screening, we did a dinner at the Delmonico Room at the Hotel Fauchier, which is just down the street from the theater. And that was fun, kind of an intimate guy. Maybe it was like 20 people. And, and I continued the Q&A there. And it was just a more intimate setting over a really good dinner. And this year, the birds was the obvious one, so they put together a menu of duck and chicken and, and you know, assorted birds. And so after the screening on January 29th, people can make a reservation for the dinner down the street, which would be around 6.30, say. And again, I would be continuing the Q&A table by table or in, a, in the group and uh, sharing a sort of gourmet dinner. And uh, that was really fun. So we're hoping, I assume it will be just as fun this time around. And there's a certain sense of community that is perhaps created by the viewing together of the film, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and you know what else is that a lot of the people initially who would come to these are people I knew. And now there's a whole lot of other people that I now know as just people who come to the movies. And they stay and chat with me. And they know my name. I know their names. And so we are sort of expanding a community of people who love these, love these movies. We also have two events, one on January 28th and one on February 25th. These are Saturday events, also at 4 o'clock, also at the theater, in which I'll be interviewing people involved in the movies. They're more recent films. On January 28th, we're going to screen The Help. But before the movie, I'm going to interview the production designer and the set decorator. That's uh, Kurt Beach and Rena D'Angelo. He's won an Emmy. She's been nominated for two Oscars. And they're going to talk about their work in creating the world of the help right before we watch the movie. So that should be filled with things to look for and get excited about. And then in February, uh, on the 25th, my friend Fred Buckholz, who's a special effects supervisor, I'm going to interview him before we show Julie and Julia. And he's going to talk about all the stuff he had to do with food in the special effects area for that movie, of course, about Julia Child. So this is a different kind of thing we've added to uh, the series. As I said, those are Saturday programs. It really is an art to prepare food for either still photography or being in movies and things like that under the hot lights and all of that. Right, and take after take and how I, I never really thought of it, but like a burned chicken is a special effect. <laughs> so, but uh, I guess he's going to tell us all about that and what to, what to look for. So January and February are pretty action-packed, and the plan it hasn't been announced yet, but the plan is in March, because it's the month of the Oscars, 
to do uh, all films that have won Oscars. So that, that's the next thing coming. And in the meantime, are you keeping your ear to the ground about what's perking out there, the buzz about this one or that one? Is that something that you follow? Oh, yes, I do. I mean, I'm, I'm probably not even halfway through seeing all of what we would call the contenders, but I'm making headway. <laughs> so I always think by the time of the Oscars, I usually have seen everything. But uh, I used to be much faster at it than I am now. Yeah. And I don't want to spoil things. We know people should go to a movie with fresh eyes and fresh ears. But can we talk just in general terms about the way Alfred Hitchcock uses music in his films? Well, so many... He used different composers, but one of the favorites was Bernard Herrmann and his work in the 50s and, and, of course, with Psycho. And, yes, it's like something like the shower scene is impossible to imagine without the music. You know, an interesting thing that came up again about Alfred Hitchcock was in in watching Rear Window is how the entire movie was filmed in a soundstage, even though so much of it is supposedly outside in a courtyard, one apartment looking across the way at other apartments, and how Hitchcock, such a genius, but he needed to control everything so he could be brilliant. And so you can control things on a soundstage. You can't do that on location in the same way. So it's just a sort of another sort of tip on uh, what makes him so great is that he's actually controlling every single aspect of what's going on from how to use music to what the setting should be. And so uh, he would always say that filming the movie was the most boring part in the sense that figuring it all out, that was the creative part. Then you just have to do it. I'm paraphrasing, of course, but... I know what he meant because it was thinking about all these things that were going to make it great. That was the work. Then the execution, well, okay. Well, the execution, I already know what that's going to be, and I don't expect there to be surprises. He wasn't Mr. Let's Create on the set, (laughs) see what happens. No, that was not his thing. So you're inviting all of us to come to the theater. It's in downtown Milford, right? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right in town, right in town. The old Milford Theater, but it's beautifully renovated. And you can look at the the Milford Theater or the Hotel Fauchere on Facebook or just go directly to freshticks.com. That's where they sell tickets. You can get tickets at the door for the movies or do it in advance online. So that's all the, like I said, look up Hotel Fauchere or Milford Theater and it shouldn't be hard to track us down. How about your website? I'm at johndeleo.com, which is J-O-H-N-D-I-L-E-O.com, and there are links to the different booksellers for the different books. And you just reminded me I have to post about the movies on there because I'm always juggling with posting on Facebook and have an Instagram page, john.deleo.12. And I usually do post about the, the books or the upcoming movies. So, yeah, you can follow me, Facebook, Instagram, and my website. John DeLeo of Milford, Pennsylvania. He is an author of many books about films and a film commentator, and we had a chance to talk with him in connection with the continuing film series Movie Classics on Sundays at the Milford Theatre in downtown Milford, 114 East Catherine Street. And the events continue on January 22nd with a screening of Psycho, Tony Perkins and Janet Leigh 
On the 29th, it's The Birds, Tippi Hedren and Rod Taylor. And as we heard, there is a special event connected with The Birds, a dinner at the Hotel Faucher in the Delmonico Room, and the Q&A will continue over a three-course bird-related meal. And that's on the 29th, Sunday. The movie is screened at 4, and the dinner, as John tells us, should start around 6.30, just down the street at the Hotel Faucher. There are other special events that John told us about, and that's Saturday, January 28th at 4 at the Milford Theater. It's a screening of the movie The Help with an emphasis on the production and set design, and John will be interviewing the production designer and the set decorator of The Help, and then the movie will be screened, and that's the first in a new spotlight on filmmaking series. And then in February, on the 25th, Julia and Julia, that's the same series, Spotlight on Filmmaking, and John will interview the creator of the special effects, the food effects for Julia and Julia. And that's February 25th at 4 in the afternoon. For more information on John and all the events to come, johndeleo.com, johndeleo.com, D-I. L-E-O, johndeleo.com. You can check Facebook, themilfordtheater.com, and be sure to enjoy the upcoming series. 